Today on TMJ Syndrome, Oscar Isaac hides in a box, Anthem shits on your PS4, and California's dishing out dollars. I'm Mitch. I'm Jason. I'm Tim. Let's do it. So Anthem's still bad. Yeah, so it turns out that Anthem has escalated from being a bad game to now it's actively trying to destroy people's PlayStation 4s. Uh, it came out that a crash is hard, is like hard shutting down people's PS4s. And when it comes back up, they have to go through like a file system check. And in some cases, people's PS4s are getting bricked. Sucks to be Bioware. Sony has responded to the controversy by offering people refunds when they ask for it. But what if your PlayStation's bricked? Are they going to refund you the cost of a PlayStation? No. Hell no. Yeah, I doubt it, man. It'd be like, is it under warranty? No. Ah, fuck you. I'm even surprised Sony is offering refunds. I've actually heard reports that some people aren't getting refunds and Sony's actually giving the the one-time grace refund. So it's not like they're being benevolent uh, benevolent about it. I don't know if, it, if that's true or not, though. I only have what's in the Reddit report thread that I read earlier that people were claiming that the only like some people who weren't getting refunds had already had a one grace refund on something else. And the people who were getting refunds had not used that yet. I don't know if this is technically like something that they're mass refunding because of that. Um, I know if I had, if I were playing this in PS4 and I have one that came, I, my PS4 I've had since launch. So I'd be, I would probably wait to play the game if you're really into the game, but nah. Hmm. It seems kind of weird. I wonder what's causing it to happen. And if it's something that they can actually go through and fix on the one side. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, I also have had my PS4 since launch i bought it when bloodborne came out because that was that was the game that i wanted to play me too uh and if if i had bought like i don't me personally i would never play anthem on the ps4 Mm -mm. but if i if that was my only option i was to go through and i was to play on the ps4 and it bricked my ps4 like i would be so pissed I would probably say that's where the core fandom for those games are is on console due to Destiny being console exclusive for a long time before Destiny 2 came to PC. So they're probably they're probably their highest population probably is on console. I've actually heard the P, the PC versions like fucking already ghost town. In terms well, of people playing it. Yeah, that's cuz no one likes the game anymore. <laughs> We're playing Apex. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> pretty crazy that that's happened not even that they had some bad press uh like in the last two days where they banned a streamer for economy manipulation which was basically like he was he and a bunch of people were were using an exploit that was found on reddit to like farm loot which is not really nude in mmos and like blizzards had that problem for years and they don't really ban people for it it is fix it I was gonna. I was gonna say, if he was on PC, what did he do? Just buy something, and it caused the entire economy to collapse because there's only like three people. Yeah, which is funny. Like the, the the game has no like auction house or ability to sell to other people, as far as I understand. But uh, I was listening so to is, that. Go ahead. What, what was he manipulating then? 
Well, I got my news from Bellular News because I like that guy. And I like I liked his WoW content. And I like his game content now. Apparently, he was. They were just going around in the open world and just farming boxes and then reloading and then farming boxes and then reloading. As far as I understand, I, I'm probably wrong. There could have been more to it than that. But apparently, it's something that was posted on Reddit and has been widely used by a lot of people. But because he was doing it on stream, he got targeted, and he, he was banned. But then. He spoke to a developer and there was a big outcry, like a huge outcry about it because people were watching it. And apparently, like Bellular, who is this big MMO guy, was like, yeah, this stuff happens all the time in World of Warcraft and they just hotfix it and patch it and they don't punish anybody for it. He brought up the fact that people were getting specific types of loot from um, like uh, uh, Mythic Plus caches way before they should have and they didn't punish those players for a bug, you know. But then he also brought up other places where you could the bug had had been in the game too long. People were were abusing it or exploiting it, but they didn't get banned for it. They just patched it out, and in some cases, just took their loot away. But they didn't ban the character for it. So he he brought up the case of maybe that Bioware's tools doesn't ha- let them remove loot from people, so they just ban people. I don't know. Yeah, because that happened on Apex uh, just recently when they released their twitch prime uh loot boxes and and epic pathfinder skin i don't know what it was um i didn't actually look into the exploit but i guess there was some kind of exploit that allowed you to claim the skin even if you weren't a twitch or a twitch prime subscriber Mm -hmm. and so their response to that was to just go in to those people's accounts i don't know how they figured it out who it was or whatever but Regardless, they went into the people accounts that had uh, gotten the skin that shouldn't have, and they took the skin away from them. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't ban them though. Well, there's no reason to ban them for your stupid your stupid glitch. Like, yeah, it's an exploit, but you should have tools to be able to go remove those things. Right. You know, like that's a pretty heavy. The guy's spending money. He's also advertising your game. Like he's a pretty big streamer. His name is uh, like Gladiator or something. Um, his YouTube channel is just Glad. Um, and he was going, he's actually a speedrunner, so he's really good at finding exploits in games because, like, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, remember how QA used to exist and QA people would find those things and they're really good at, like, breaking the game? That's kind of what this guy is. So, I don't know. Yeah, it this seems not, pretty heavy handed to do that. Yeah. Especially when you're banning, what, 20% of your audience by banning that one guy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's only like five people that play the game. Well, four now. Well, it's just as dumb as the whole uh, Bethesda band and that guy who played Fallout for 900 hours because he had too much ammo. Yep. Like, fix your fucking shit, man. Yeah, take ammo away and, like, fix the the bug. Don't ban your player base because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if if I get a game and I find some kind of bug or exploit in a game, right, but... And and so I take advantage of it. Well, you you built the game that way. How am I supposed to know whether or not whatever your whatever this is isn't coded in there like that, right? Like, yeah. what if what if there was some developer that was that was making the game and it's like, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. If if this guy can, if someone can find like to do this in this specific little way, hit these keys at this time at this at this spot in the game, you know, during midnight when the moon's up, then yeah, we'll give him a bunch of ammo. Like, <laughs> how, am I, how am I supposed to know that, that guy didn't think of that? 
You know what I mean? Well, like it's sort of interesting, right? Because this is a it's a um kind of a unfortunate side effect of the new games as a service philosophy. Because think about it, like Final Fantasy Seven had a had a exploit in it where if you got like this this like double what was it called like the double slice materia or something like that you could like basically you could basically uh clone your items mm, yep i remember that uh, yeah i forget exactly how to how it worked but it was like a materia that allowed you to use two items at a time and so if you used an item and then clicked on the second item but then canceled it it would make the item show up so today because it's a games as a service one they'd be able to patch that but two like if they were, sh- if someone was showing that, what are they going to ban them from being able to play the game? Like, you know, seems kind of silly. Well, one of the things I don't like about these new buy to play games as a service model, because games as a service has been around for free to play, free to play games for a long time. But because No Man's Sky was like the first buy to play games as a service game and it came out and it had a, such a bad launch, but then it came, it came back with like a vengeance, right? And now every game since Fallout 76 is like, well, maybe you could make a No Man's Sky. Like they say the same thing about Anthem. Maybe it could be a No Man's Sky. Like maybe maybe they'll come back. But you're, you're giving the excuse for these kind of things to happen over and over again, and it's it's way different because it's not it's not free to play. It's like Apex comes out, free to play game, not in the same genre, not looter shooter, but like does everything right, has loot boxes of all things that people fucking lose their minds over and everyone loves it because it's still free. But these games, these newer games coming out, they all cost 60, 60 bucks or more depending on what edition you get, right? So now whenever another one comes along with the next one's the division, if that sucks and everyone's, if I hear another person go, oh, maybe it'll pull No Man's Sky, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Stop buying them. Yeah, you have to think about like that was like a smaller studio Mm -hmm. and like with something like anthem like that's a that's a pretty big studio right like that's not like yeah they have some money behind them so it's you they don't really get as much of an excuse to have like a bad launch i get would be what i'm saying i don't know but like it'll be so funny if another buy to play games as a service game comes out within the next year and then it has a horrible launch and I hope people just don't buy it right away and wait a year. But like, well, we'll just wait for it to pull a No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's so true, man. It's like it's almost like most games you should just wait. You know, like wait a year, see if the game is good. <laughs> so but there's like a fundamental flaw with that, right? Because if there if you're if you're talking about a game that is a games as a service game. And so you're, it launches crappy and you're expecting it to get better a year from now. The, if no one buys it until a year from now to it see if it's good, better. then it's never going to get better because it doesn't have anybody supporting it to allow the developers to make it better. I know it's such a catch 22, isn't it? Right. It's, it's like you need the sheep to come buy the game to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. So Mitch, you go buy the game and I'll wait a year. Okay. That works. Yeah. Honestly, I don't have even if like all of us were like, yeah, let's give Anthem a try. I probably wouldn't even do it. Like I, I don't even know. I people I know that have the game aren't enjoying it to the point where they're getting more than ten hours before they're putting it down. So they're not getting their money's worth. 
least the people I know that have it. I know there are people who do that will just hunker down because that's just how they are and they'll just they'll do that. You know, I'm I can be one of those people too. Sometimes depending on what game it is. But who knows? Oh. It's kind of depressing too, man, because like I was really looking forward to that game. I really like Destiny and this looked like a, a cooler version of Destiny with, you know, a little bit more control over the world, a little bit better combat, everything. Everything in the trailer was telling me yes, but now my mind's telling me no. It did have a badass like reveal trailer, which I think the graphics on that real view, the game already looks good graphically now, but I feel like the graphics on that reveal trailer with gameplay was better looking back then. At least the part where they're in town. Like if you go back and watch that E3 trailer where they're in town, you know, the first person mode that we all hated and that everyone was standing around looking all robotic like it looks way different on that first trailer than it does in the actual game. Like way different night and day. I mean, look how, how buggy and frame ratey droppy it was in that town. They probably downgraded shit out of that place. And it still was like my, my, my graphics cards on fire. Like when I'm just in the first person mode in town. Yeah, that you know, it's it's tactics like that, right? The the upscaling of the trailers and everything for the the launch trailers, the release trailers and everything like that, the teaser trailers that they show at E3 that makes me really nervous about other games like uh Cyberpunk 2077, right? Mm-hmm. The trailers for that look really really good, but I know the practices of the industry. I know that uh when you make a trailer and you're you're debuting it at a major conference you're going to do everything in your power to make that thing look as good as possible and it's very likely that when the game comes out it's not going to look look as good and that's like really disappointing did you watch the uh game the hour gameplay trailer of cyberpunk 2 uh i don't think i did oh it's so like I'm not I mean I I'm not I'm backing up your point if the game doesn't look like that because they did release an hour gameplay trailer like full on gameplay and it looks awesome. But if they fuck that up then they're going to be in trouble. You should go watch it when you get time. It's a, it, it's a full hour. Okay. Of gameplay. They're probably I'm not, I'm not saying it, it it'll be a great game but I feel like CD Projekt Red's probably going to knock another one out of the park and make everybody all the western developers look like shit again. <laughs> Hopefully man like I don't know. They, there's some. There's a lot of uh, what's it called? Um, I can't think of the word, and it's really disappointed me. But there's a lot of uh, like wanting for that game. So hopefully, it lives up to its expectations. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like their first for away, like into a. I, I not saying it's a Bethesda style game, but in the sense that it's. Your character's still named, but you're allowed to like pick the gender and like kind of create the character. It's more like the Cyberpunk character is more like a Commander Shepard than than like a blank slate like Elder Scrolls character. The character's name is V. It can be male or female. So like a lot of people are excited about that because they want they want that Witcher three style t- storytelling, but with maybe more more open uh, role playing. I guess you could say on the character part. So we'll see. So it, it's kind of on the flip side of everything, right? When we're talking about uh, bugs and 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 people patching bugs, um, there was a report that came out because we're getting kind of close to uh, the World of Warcraft Classic release this summer. Oh yeah, and um, 
So it's on, uh, I think it's on like a testing server. And so there's, there's testers that are playing it and they're reporting different bugs and various bugs to back to Blizzard so they can fix them and everything. And some of the bugs that are being reported are, um, Blizzard is responded back with saying, no, no, those, those are true to the experience. Uh, so I'll give you a couple examples back in, uh, wow, 1.12, if you were a warlock and you had a demon out and you started to summon another demon, as soon as you started casting the spell, your initial demon would get unsummoned. And so people are reporting that as a bug. Uh, and Blizzard's coming back and saying, no, no, that's that's uh, that's true to the experience of the game as it was when 1.12 was out. So it's kind of an interesting little like different kind of take on it, right? Because now you have this classic uh, game that Blizzard's trying to make as true to life as it was when the game was already out to where they're leaving things like that uh, in the game. It's kind of cool. It is cool. I think they kind of have to. The fan base that wants classic is rabid. Oh yeah, like they are like they want it exactly the way it was. So that's smart on their part. Yep. There's other ones too, where like uh, some I think some kobolds will run faster than your normal. Like their walking speed is faster than you running away. So you can't really run away from them. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. You know, okay, let's let's uh, let's branch out that a tad. Uh, wow, is a subscription-based games as a service model, right? Like you pay a subscription, you get patches up to a point until an expansion comes out. Why is these loot shooters, for example, why are they so afraid of that S-word subscription? You know, that's a good that's a good question. Um, I think. They kind of have it in a way, kind of, uh, with their battle passes, right? And so instead of being like a monthly subscription, it's a however long their seasons run, right? Isn't it like three months or something like that for Fortnite? Do, but do the, uh, well, that's for the like the battle royales, but do the MMO like looter shooters use those battle passes or do they sell like DLC content? How does that work? They sell DLC content. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I you yeah. did say looter shooters, not battle yeah. Royale. No, it's, it's still a good point though. Like, but what I'm trying to figure out is how is it more profitable selling DLC that would like, for example, if I and we all have Destiny and I just have Destiny Vanilla and you guys all have Forsaken, I can't play that content with you. That splits the player base. Um. WoW has the same problem, but WoW does it every like two to three years, right? Yep. It has a subscription in the middle, and they release DLC every what, three to f- how many months? Like four to six months? How many? How long is it, do you think? For WoW or for? For the, these newer games, like like Destiny, oh. Destiny Anthem, Fall uh, 76. Like Des- Destiny's, Destiny's about once a quarter for DLC, and then I think it was like every year they were doing a bigger it was about a was it about a year before they did the first second expansion? Because that was a big expansion. Destiny two released and um it had two only two DLCs packs that were uh released with it, right? And oh, so it was yep. it was released in October 
September of 2017. Uh, Forsaken, the Forsaken was September 4th, 2018. So it was a year afterwards. But then the Forsaken one has three DLC packs or three uh, three pieces of DLC that are coming out. So it's not necessarily every quarter, but it's, I mean, it's about as much content as, as WoW plans, but it's, I think it's a lot, well, depending on how often they come out with expansions, it seems quicker. It seems quicker. So I'm wondering if it's, is that more profitable or is there like engine limitations? So like they don't, they, they know they're going to keep releasing sequel games after a certain point. And so they don't want to have a subscription model because of that reason. So like the engine is, isn't going to be able to keep going like WoW does since since forever, right? And they just make little tweaks and updates to it. That is a good point, right? Because WoW is in an interesting place. Like they could theoretically make like WoW 2 with a brand new engine. It could look really cool. It could be a whole thing. But like would anybody actually go to it? Like uh, when they had so much time invested in the current game? Yeah. Well let's let's play with that for a second so like mitch and i have characters that have been around for ages right and they have loot and they have transmogs and they have all kinds of stuff and i'm trying to put my myself into uh, someone who's played these looter shooters for a couple years and then they just die and it's like oh all my all my gear and all my character stuff's gone i gotta start over again like that's gotta be kind of annoying right i don't know i mean i feel like at at this point with the way that world of warcraft is i would totally be in for another uh world of warcraft 2 yeah but you'd have a you'd have attachments to those things that you earned right um not it's, not if they do it right like because well, it's like it's like you're playing a different game yeah well maybe i'm phrasing it wrong because wow only only has paid skins on mounts really they don't have any like paid armor skins like that like like say anthem does I guess I'm getting to the point, like, if I paid money for those things, like mounts, for example, or skins, and then the new game comes out, and I have nothing to, to show for all that stuff. So I'm, my, I guess where I'm going for is, like, maybe they don't move on too much because they know people would be like, oh, shit, put a lot of time in that stuff. I don't know. What do you think? I think that that is, um, I think it's a challenge, but I also think that it's something that could be overcome um with like legacy or heritage packs or something like that right and like yeah it would it would be yeah like okay so you have all of your mounts that you've earned throughout this team you're in everything but like i don't know man like i i don't see changing from from wow to wow to any different than me stopping playing wow to go play final fantasy Right. Like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. an attachment, but at the end of the day, there's attachment to the characters, but at the end of the day, it's a different, it's a different game. Um, yeah. And so it, it kind of sucks, right. If you've put all this effort into one game, but at the same time, like, I think the game is getting to the point where it is only becoming harder to keep up with that ongoing model with and keeping your character in there with more content and keeping the rest of the world relevant, you know, Mm -hmm. seems like they could really get a, a cool revival if they just completely swept it clean. It's a big risk though. It's very big risk. 
But at the same time, these other these other games as a service model, they are risking pissing out their customers because I can't think of one game as a service model, at least with the one with the sixty dollar entry price, that's come out in the last two years where people have really praised. You know, like eventually people are gonna get sick of that. You know, I think. I think people already are. I'm sick of it. I hate paying for. I hate going in and paying for a game and on day one having to buy a season pass uh, because there's more content coming out later on in the year for this $60 game that that I won't be able to, like, I'll be, I have a time limit that I can play this game for now. Like Destiny 2 is the perfect example of it, right? I, I, I can get Destiny 2 when it comes out and I have two or three months to play the game before the the DLC comes out and then then there's a cap and then I can't go any further in the game unless I pay more money. I would I would much rather them just increase the base price of the game from like 60 to 80 bucks or something like that. I think we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um and and I would rather pay more for the game up front and just have it be the game instead of having to go through and spend money on DLC packs every year and everything. And I, I don't know. I don't, I hate the DLC theme and everything. Yeah. Well, especially if you, it's really annoying too, when you pay for the DLC and then you, uh, like, I know I've done this a couple times. Like I've paid for, I paid for a game. I bought the DLC and then I kind of got bored with the game because maybe it didn't have that great a launch or whatever. And then I go and it has some expansion that comes out and they're like, oh, yeah. And all the DLC that you bought is free now for some shit, you know, like Destiny did that. Like the base game that I paid friggin $60 for is now free for a new person. Or you're like me where, for example, like you'll get the season pass and you'll play the game to completion and then a year later till DLC come out that season pass and you never play them like me with Dark Souls 3. I just did not like Dark Souls 3 as I liked the other ones. I played the first DLC. I still have yet to play the third one or the second one, I should say. So it's like money wasted. <laughs> and I have no desire to play it. It's not that it's a bad game. It just didn't draw me in, you know? Yeah, totally. Well, and that kind of brings up like a counter to my point, point too, right? Like as long as DLC is separate, you don't have to buy the DLC and then that, and then you can just pay the, pay for the base game, play it. And if you don't like it, then you never spend another dime. Yep. But if they get you roped in that season pass, you're in for life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Um, I, it's a, it's a tough one with the, the different payment models and everything. Uh, I hate DLC. It sucks. At the same time, I hate subscriptions. Like the MMO subscription is really bad. Uh, I think Elder Scrolls Online is like one of the better ones because that one, I believe, went free to play. Yes, it is. Yep. And uh, the you can still buy the subscription. And the subscription gives you like some perks. Star Wars: The Old Republic did it too. You could play the game, and you don't have to pay for anything. Um, but if you want like some cool bonuses or mounts or stuff like that, that's where, uh, you know, paying that monthly subscription fee kind of kicks in. It'll be interesting to see if, uh, another type of game can come out with that more of that model. Cause we haven't really seen that outside the MMO world. Uh, and that would be like battle Royale games kind of have it 
right? Like when I was talking about the battle pass before, that's kind of how they're, they're doing it. Every three months, a new battle pass comes out and you pay for the battle pass, whatever that costs. And, but other than that, you don't really have to pay for the game. You just kind of play it. I like that model uh, with the loot boxes and the, and the skins and stuff like that a lot more. Cause then it, if I like the game, I can support it. I can, you know, throw $10 here, $10 there, end up spending, you know, 60 bucks like I would a normal game. And I don't feel bad about it because I didn't pay for the original game. But uh, if you have like Black Ops 4 where you're spending $60 for the base game to play a Battle Royale game and then another $10 for their season pass plus whatever other packs and cosmetics and shit that, that they have, like now they're just raking you. Yeah, I'm, I was slightly annoyed like when League came out, I think League was probably my first free to play game. Like, I, that's not, I shouldn't say that. My first free to play game was Wolfenstein Enemy Territory, but that was just a free game. There was no microtransactions or nothing. It was just a free game. But League was probably my first free to play game that had like microtransactions or whatever. And when these arrogant companies like EA and the other ones wanted to copy that model, but was still had the $60 upfront price tag, that really annoyed the fuck out of me. But then that turned into, oh, you know, we can we can do buy to play as long as it's just cosmetics. And yeah, that's not less annoying, but at the same time, still kind of annoying. There's varying degrees. Like I, I'll put up with, like I said, like I put it up with Fallout 76 because I didn't feel like it was in, intrusive. But it's still, when you think about it, and you go back in time, like how arrogant are some of these companies now? They're like, oh, look, look what this League of Legends game did or this Warframe game did or at least World of Tanks did. Let's do that, but still charge 60 bucks. Fuck yeah, it. it's almost like you you can't do both, right? Well, I mean, they can do both, obviously, but because even like like World of Tanks still has a pretty good following, you know, it's super popular still. Yeah, and, I mean, it's making money and like but like Fallout 76, Anthem, like uh, the Destiny Call of, Call of Duty like that because like they flame out. You know, they don't they don't stay around. So like, is that these companies goals? Is it just to like get a bunch of money and move on to the next game and get more money or something? I don't know. It seems to be, it, you know, it, it could also be um, because they like if you think about Activision or whatever, right? Like it's a publicly traded company. It would be I, I think, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't work there, but. I feel like it would be a hard pitch to say, yeah, we're going to spend all this time and we're going to spend the next two years developing this game and go to your investors. And and when they ask, okay, cool. Like, well, how much are you planning on making from the sale of the game? And they're going to be like, no, zero. We're going to give it away for free. And then they're like, okay, well, well how are we going to make money off of the, the couple million dollars it it took us to build this game like well we're hoping that it's good enough that people will spend money in our in our market and and buy our loot boxes and stuff it's a very big gamble to do that because if the game crashes right like could you imagine if fallout 76 didn't uh sell for 60 dollars and it was only the microtransaction store one there wouldn't be enough microtransactions to support the game i don't think like they're all cosmetic and there's very few of them and they're way too way too expensive um but i don't think that they would be they wouldn't have a a roadmap for this year they wouldn't have an ongoing development platform because they would have sunk so much money 
into making this game, gotten zero dollars for it because they gave it away for free that I'm pretty sure Bethesda would be like, okay, well, we got to move on because this is no one's playing it. So we can't sink any more money in here. And then you would never have your next No Man's Sky. Is the next No Man's Sky Fallout 76? Yeah, I hear you saying. Hey, do you like Star Wars, Jason? The new one? No. Did you like Poe Dameron from Star Wars? Um, In the first movie, he was barely there and he was okay. And I was hoping in the second movie that they would have made him better, but they didn't. They made him... An- like into a just a scapegoat idiot so the uh, the the character that sacrificed themselves looked good so no <laughs> i didn't yeah, want so, to like him in the first movie yeah so that that actor wants to be solid snake mm. uh he uh, what's his, what's his name isaac isaac uh something Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. He wants to be. Uh, he wants to be this next Solid Snake man. Like if they make a movie about uh, Metal Gear, he wants. He wants to be him. And like I've got got some reservations about whether or not uh, I think he's uh, he would be qualified for that. I mean, I don't think he's a bad actor, but he doesn't. He's not an impressive actor. Um, the things I've seen him in were like X Men Apocalypse which he, I thought was not good at all. And I, I, he didn't, he didn't, wasn't a good apocalypse in my mind. Star Wars, which I don't know if that's his fault, honestly. I think that's mostly bad writing. Um, uh, other than that, that's pretty much all I've seen him in. So I, I don't know anything else to gauge it on. So, but at the same time, like Metal Gear is cheesy as fuck. It's supposed to be cheesy. I, I would kind of be mad if they made a Metal Gear movie, like was really kind of like Metal Gear is half cheesy, half serious. It has to be right. Like you walk in the, the first game or not the first game, but the first, uh, the first solid game, Metal Gear was first in the Nintendo and, and the MSX. And you, you see Otacon and he's like, Oh my God, you're like from, from one of my Japanese animes like that, that they say that that's, that's the cheese. So I would, I would, my big worry is like the people who would make the movie would make it way too serious. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I think like if you're looking for cheesy, I mean, that guy does pretty good cheese from the Star Wars movies when I see him. Those so, stupid ass jokes. Yeah, with the dumb, dumb jokes from the freaking movies. Like, I mean, I hadn't actually thought of that. I was, I was thinking like snakes, is it? Because it seems like they're, the the snake character himself is always super serious, and he has kind of goofy shit going on around him sometimes. From what yeah. I from what I'm thinking Un- about, so until like, Metal Gear Solid Three, when you played as Naked Snake, aka Big Boss, he was actually kind of a goof. Especially if you talked about like old movies or things that he used to watch with like Zero and stuff like that. So, but the Solid Snake character is, has been pretty serious, yes. I, I remember the fan favorite back when this was talked about like years ago was Hugh Jackman to play Snake. And I think he even, he even expressed that he wanted to. And then also Christian Bale at one point in time wanted to play Snake in Metal Gear. Got Christian Bale with the Batman voice doing Solid Snake. No. Where is it? 
where's the metal gear no <laughs> no I, I i feel bad for anybody who takes that role on though because they'll be pigeonholed or uh, feel like they have to do the david hater snake voice which the david hater snake voice is then kind of semi-copied from the kurt kurt douglas uh kurt russell snake voice yeah from escape from new york yep call me pliskin call me snake um so I don't know. That'd be a rough roll. But they, you know what's funny, man? They've been talking about making a Metal Gear movie since the, like since 2001. And it's never happened. The only reason why it might have weight now is Konami is desperate. So they're selling their properties off. That's why the, the Castlevania anime, Merime, whatever you want to call it, was so good. So may, that would probably be the only reason why they could come out. And... If the live action Gundam movie does well, which I think it will, because apparently it's it's not it's not going to be an adaptation; it's going to be its own story, which is probably a good idea. Um, we'll see. They'll probably want that that sweet sweet Hollywood money. Yep. But wait, 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 wait. They're making a live action Gundam movie. Yeah. How have I not heard of this? Got announced last year. Right after Ready Player One came out, and Le- or Legendary, uh, well, Sunrise was everyone was hyped about the Gundam and, and Ready Player One. Sunrise saw the hype. Sunrise then hooked up with Legendary Pictures to make the movie. Oh man, have they released any type of like uh, anything, like teaser, teaser poster, anything? No casting yet. Um, Nothing like that. As far as I've been following, it's not going to be in the Universal Century timeline. It's going to be its its own thing, um, or it could be loosely based on it. So you might still have you might still have characters from the UC timeline. You might still have Charaz Navel, and you might have a Merle Ray. Um, or or what, what will probably be more likely in my mind. So if you're a big Gundam fan, Gundam um, has several universes they just call them timeline differences like they're just different universe timelines there's some, there's a bunch of them the primary one is the universal century timeline that's the one that has the most media and has since like the 70s and then there's offshoot timeline so what they'll probably do is make the movie its own offshoot timeline which is smart because that 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 adds to the gundam mythos and that's not abnormal and that's not going to piss fans off because Gundam Wing is not the same universe as uh, the UC Gundam. Neither is Gundam Seed or anything like that. So even though they they all have Gundams in it, it's basically like Final Fantasy with Gundams. <laughs> that makes sense, and yeah, that, I agree. That is a very smart way to approach that and make it so that people don't get pissed off for doing it wrong. Yeah, I like it. Ooh, I'm gonna so, have to keep my eye out for this one. Yeah, I think if that does well, then Konami's gonna be like, "Oh my god, we need a Metal Gear movie." Give me your money. All right. Speaking of my goddamn money, I'm ready, man. I'm ready for all these companies who've been using my phone number, getting my email address, to have to pay up. California, it's starting a trend. They want the governor is starting a law. He wants to make companies have to pay for selling and using your personal information. So yeah, get ready, Google. You're going to use my 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 uh, browsing history to determine what kind of products and services sell me and then get stuff, get money from those companies that you sell ads to. 
get ready. I want a cut. How much of a cut are they talking? I don't know. It's just like they're talking about money right now, and I like money. You for this, Mitch? Heck yeah, man. Like, I'm, I mean, I know that my uh, my ads get tailored based on my browsing history, right? Like, everyone's had that thing where you go and you go to Amazon and you, like, look up a product because you're like, oh, you know, should I buy this? Like, I don't know. Do I really need another surge protector? Maybe. I don't know. And then you, so you leave the page and uh, and then you go to Facebook and you're just scrolling through your feed and all of a sudden you see that Amazon ad pop up on the right-hand side and it's like, oh, hey, you, you want to buy a surge protector? Check this one out. Tailored to whatever you see or, like... Uh, Happens on it's I've, I've seen it a lot on Instagram now too. I'll be searching or Googling or doing whatever, and then I'll go to my phone and I'll start scrolling through my Instagram feed and I'll see ads pop up my Instagram feed about things that I've looked for. Um, like Uplift Desk. I was looking at the Uplift Desk the other day, and all of a sudden I started getting ads on Instagram for Uplift Desks. I know that shit's out there, and I know they're selling it. They're giving my search history away so that they can tailor-made ads to things that I'm looking for, like, well, might as well pay me for it. Not to mention, make the AI version of Mitch. They're going to make a copy of you. It's going to be an AI, and they're going to put it in a biochemical body, and it's going to show up at your house one day, and it's going to be like, I bought the desk, and then he's going to take you out. (laughs) That's terrifying. That could happen to you, Mitch. Nah, man. See, the smart thing would be to not take me out. They just have the AI version of Mitch, and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, look at all these ads. And then that that version of Mitch, they've like reduced the self-control point, parts of the brain. So he's just going through like buying all the things they sees on the ad. And all of a sudden, I'm getting the bills because he's me. You're like, I'm what him. are all these bills? Right? Like, I don't have a desk. All of a sudden, I'm getting like desks sent to me. Like, I didn't buy this. That's what Google's really after. It'll be like uh, the Matrix. Little little pods of AI babies everywhere. Of Mitch. Of Mitch. Nope. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it happening, man. Could you oh my God. So you know how we were in the last segment we were talking about like companies with growth? Could you imagine if they could just like make biochemical like computers? So like they would just like clone the body of the Mitch, but then put the the AI component into it as his brain. And so they would just make a bunch of Mitches and then they would just buy a bunch of tables. <laughs> <laughs> yep. the only things that ai mitch is in, interested in it's just like i just need some I, tables man i've been looking for these tables i don't see them and then like the ikea ceo would like be like come up to his investors and be like we have now figured out how to do unlimited growth forever and it's like <laughs> army of mitches buying like standing desks behind him. <laughs> oh man my credit's going to shit now <laughs> unlimited growth Oh yeah, the AI Mitches are like lazy as hell, man. They don't they're not going to work. They're not paying for these things. I don't have to take up like I'm gonna have to work three jobs to pay for the bills. Yep. <sighs> I wonder if I can write off AI Mitches and my taxes. They're dependents, right? Yeah, you think they're dependents? <laughs> I have ten AI Mitches. Give me more. Although it's kind of weird though, right? Like, isn't the whole thing supposed to be to not have personal info out there and, and like have companies not share it? Yeah. But see what happens is you get, 
you get uh, things like what happens with GDPR and certain companies will give in like and certain ones won't like certain news sites did not give in to GDPR and they just block Europe. Well, so what's interesting about the bill in California is that it also includes GDPR style stuff where in addition to potentially getting paid for your data being used, you also have the ability to see what they have for you and potentially get it deleted. Well, I mean, you should already have that right now, right? Like, I mean, not really. Assuming that that business does business in Europe. Yeah, but they don't have to comply like that in the United States. Like, just think about it. Like, go to the credit agencies and, and say, hey, I don't want you to be tracking me anymore. They will tell you to go fly a kite. That's true. That's true. Yep. But now, you know what? Freaking TransUnion and uh, what's the other one called? Experian. Ex- Experian. I want I want $5 per month for the rest of my life. Giving my credit score to people. I get those ads in the mail. Yeah, man. And let's say they pass a law, right? And then, and it, like, would that all the companies that exist in California say no other state passes it? Do you think they'd pay them out anyway, or just people in California? That's sort of interesting point, right? Because that's a lot of there were a lot of people are saying that maybe like those companies would just leave California, which is mm-hmm. kind of a crazy thought. They would just continue their Texas exodus as they've been doing, making the yeah. new Silicon Valley in Austin. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think this is important. It's an important point. And it represents an interesting challenge, too, because like, what do you what do you pay somebody like how much is an individual person's data really worth? I don't know. Kind of hard to quantify, I think. I'd say five dollars per company that has to use my data. I mean, I don't know if it is hard to quantify because if, if we're talking about companies going through and selling their data, then they already have the numbers of how much data, how many people they sell for and how much it, they sell it for, right? So like if anything, you don't put a, a number on it, you put a percentage on it. Yeah, I, I want by like you give a percentage per person. Yeah, like, oh, every every person that, you know, the this amount of you're you're buying 10,000 or a million people's data for 10 million dollars 1% of the that needs to be paid out to the to the people i mean so you're only getting like a fraction of the cost right but i don't know there's numbers on it cuz people their companies are already doing okay. it okay so a million people let's see i like your example so a million people wait million people for 10 million so what is that per person that's money uh because we said what one percent goes to the million so that's so a hundred dollars per person so everyone gets a dollar there you go hey i'd be good with that but that has to be like per deal right because they're sending they're selling that to everybody right so every time they make that deal every you get a dollar Dude, I'd be good with it. I'd be like, have my data all day, man. It's all it's all good now. I'm getting paid. So so doesn't that doesn't that put you in a little contradictory part though? Because uh wasn't there that Facebook app 
that was going around where you could like sign up for Facebook and and they would give you like 20 bucks or something to oh yeah get the data from your phone yeah, i'm totally being facetious that shit's cancer <laughs> it's, it's like it's actually it's actually kind of crazy like if you if we actually thought of these things as transactional i wonder if people would actually do it like you you walk up to you walk up to a counter and they're like yeah can i have your email address if you give your email address to me i'll give you 50 cents like what and then, oh, and can you give me my phone number? I'll give you a dollar for that. Like, huh, that's weird. Like, just at a checkout, be funny. I mean, I would totally do that. Like a dollar? I got fake. I got fake numbers and and dummy dummy email addresses all day long, man. Oh yeah, man. I just give them a number that I don't use. Like, here you go. Yeah. Who says it even has to be my number? Give me one number off. They're not checking it. Then they start checking it and make you accept a text and give them the verification code. Okay, so then you sign up for Google Voice and then you give your Google Voice number. Yeah. And then you. So that way you can respond to the text and then block them. And then you block them. Yep. And then they're like, in order for you to get the dollar every month, you have to respond to our text. Okay, okay, okay. So now we have to make an app that uses Google Voice that you can sign up for a thing and then it just auto responds every month. So as the consumer, you just plug the phone number into the app and now we're making money off of them making money. Oh my God, and like we this. take a penny off of every dollar? Yeah. We'd make all of the money, Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. We'd make so much money. Yeah, I like this. So, you know, in, in summary, basically, like I, like, I like where your head's at, California. I want my dollar for every time Google sells my shit to Amazon. Except I want the, the check signed by Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Specifically. Every every time Facebook I want I want him to have to sign millions of checks. And he can't use stamps either. Nah, yeah. Fuck that. He's got to write it out. No, no auto pen. None of that shit. I want you to sign a check, and send it to me. I want you to lick the stamp. Yeah. Give it give it to me. So the moral of the story is don't let Anthem shit on your PS4. <laughs> yeah man pretty accurate yep I don't know if a game has ever gotten worse press <laughs> even Penny Arcade was ragging on him today it's not great bad. yep like Penny Arcade's pretty positive typically well sometimes yeah but I don't know Get your shit together, Bioware. Oh, she going out the door. EA gonna close them doors down. They're gonna get you. They're gonna get you like Visceral. They're gonna get you like Westwood. They're gonna get you like Maxis. They're gonna put you down for Mass Effect 3. You fucks. <laughs> also, uh, if you like that, you should uh, subscribe to us on uh, YouTube and uh, hit the like button and the bell. And then uh, if you're a iTunes listener, leave us a review, please. Please. All, all we want is a single review. That's it. Just one. I don't it. even care if it's the ASCII middle finger. You <laughs> just do it. Yeah, I'd approve that. I'd be good with it. I'd be good with it. All right. Until next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.